0: Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to a Wednesday morning episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes Podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade. Excited to be back for another show today. And as we promised on our Sunday bonus episode with LaShawn Daniels, we are dropping the second half of that episode today. We are going to be joined by LaShawn Daniels talking more about your fan questions. A lot of questions we got in from y'all. Wanted to make sure we cover that. We're also going to be talking a little bit about the future of Iowa football and going into a few funny stories from LaShawn. Before we get to that, though, I want to thank you all for making the Locked on Hawkeyes podcast your first listen, Every single day, you can find the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast for free wherever you get podcasts at and also on YouTube by searching Locked On Hawkeyes. And today's episode is brought to you by NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head over to NetSuite.com slash NCAA for a special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. And with that being said, let's turn to our conversation with LaShawn Daniels, talking about Iowa football, answering your questions and talking about what is next for this football program. Let's get to that right now. Um, but that leads us into some questions we had from uh, folks who listened to the show going and you got to, this is going to be all quarterback related mostly. So uh, get, get ready for this, but let's start with maybe a not specifically quarterback related. This is from Jared Starkweather. he's actually uh, the best man in my wedding. He's an awesome guy. Um, he said, what is team chemistry within the locker room? Like, Does it truly not bother players when one unit doesn't perform as well as the other? I'm not talking about fights breaking out, but deep down, I know guys have to be mad about continued poor quarterback play. What are your thoughts on that? Have you ever had a situation? I you don't probably want to go into the details, but have you ever had a situation like that? And how do you handle it, man?
1: Yeah. So I mean, uh, you know, you think back to 2014 when I was on the team, um, and you know, we weren't having nowhere near the type of season, right, that we were hoping to whatsoever. Um, and, uh, you know, knowing that we had, you know, kind of CJ sitting in the back pocket, you know, on the team, it was kind of just like, you know, you would hear, you know, rumblings, you know, every other every other week, you know, every now and again, like, you know, how would we be if this guy was in, if this guy was starting, um, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, So I think deep down it does get frustrating um, on the other side of the ball when, you know, one side doesn't really pick it up, right? And um, then you have, you know, the flip side of that when everyone's kind of all in and everyone believes in each other and everyone does, you know, know that each side can go out there and play complimentary football and win a football game. Then you get a season like 2015, right, where, you know, the defense believes in the offense, you know, wholeheartedly the offense obviously believes in the defense. Right. And there was multiple times, you know, throughout that year where, you know, the offense had to pick, pick up the defense. Right. I mean, you think about, you know, the Minnesota game or even the Indiana game, um, right. Where offense, you know, had to go out there and make plays. Um, and then you have, you know, Defense, right? We're in defense games, right? You think about the Wisconsin game that year, right? Where the defense had to step up and make God, a play, that was right? an ugly game. <laughs> so, like, so like, yeah, I mean, I know that um, you know, probably like the worse that you are, the more frustrated the off the off other side of the football definitely gets. I would agree there. But, you know, for the most part, knowing um, you know, Iowa and the type of culture that the guys have around each other, um, it's never really that big of a deal, not at least in my experience. Um, so, you know, I wouldn't really necessarily worry about it too much, especially knowing like how good these guys were this year, going to the big 10 title game and, um, winning the West. Right. It probably wasn't that big of a deal. Um, you know, in the grand scheme of things, even though, you know, they may have had discussions like, Hey, um, you know, we just got to step up, right. We just got to play better because, you know, the offense isn't where, you know, the offense would want to be. So we got to pick up their slack.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, that leads into another great question. This is this one's from Meerkat M three R E K A T. I think it's Meerkat. um He actually used to write for me. He's a also a great dude. He said, "What is the solution to Iowa's offensive woes?" Then, so mm-hmm. we we've talked a lot about the quarterback position. Um, I think there's a couple different facets to this. I want to kind of hear your perspective, and I'll kind of get mine after that.
1: Yeah, I mean. I mean, it's, it's it's tough to gauge it, right? I mean, for the most part, I mean, it'd be it's it's easy to say that like, yeah, um, you know, a good quarterback coming into the system would be would be great uh to have, right? Um, you know, it'd be awesome to have, you know, a guy who can make all the throws, um, you know, as well as, you know, be dynamic with his legs and things like that would think would be would be um great to have. Something I feel like, though, might not get talked about as much um, is I know that as Iowa, right, we typically run this pro-style offense and we run, you know, things that require a lot of checks, right, and, you know, a lot of decision-making from the quarterback position. I almost feel like, at least in the passing game, right, that these guys, the quarterbacks would benefit from having, you know, a much simpler process, right, almost making the offense, you know, much easier to run and, you know, putting a lot more responsibilities on maybe some of the skill guys, um, you know, outside and not necessarily relying as much on the quarterback position, you know, to help the quarterbacks while play faster, you know, make better decisions. And so, and then also making it feel like the quarterbacks don't have to be perfect on every single play. I feel like it's something that could help the offense, um, you know, in the future and, and moving forward. But I mean, yeah, obviously having, you know, a guy who can do all the throws, do all the things, you know, at the quarterback position would be, would be fantastic. But, um, you know, I feel like sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you just feel like the offense can be, is just too complicated at times, um, for guys. And, you know, I haven't, I wasn't in, I'm not in, wasn't in uh coach Brian's system. So I don't know, you know, how it's being run. Um, and, uh, so I can't really speak on that, but you know, there are times where, you know, you feel like that the offense could probably be simpler, make the decisions much easier for the quarterbacks. Cause I mean, you look at round, um, you know, college football. you look around power five teams. I mean, a lot of these teams, I mean, they got quarterbacks who, who, I mean, these guys aren't superstars, right? Most of them aren't going to play in the NFL. Most of them won't even, you know, make a practice squad, um, you know, but they can still feel, you know, decent performances from the quarterback position. And I feel like that's something that we haven't been able to do. And I feel like maybe that's part, and you know, I feel like the complexity in the offense.
0: Yeah, I mean, look at Purdue and the fact that Aiden O'Connell and Jack Plummer can all can both look effective, and then Jack leaves because Aiden's too darn effective in Purdue's offense. Um, that's just, I mean, Ohio State can just plug and play. Granted, they're getting five-star quarterbacks, but uh, it, there's too much. I think w- we look at Iowa, and I think last year there was a lot of um, well, Spencer hasn't played. Spencer hasn't done this, but I look across the landscape, and there's freshman quarterbacks everywhere making plays and performing at a average to above average level. And then you hear Alex Badia say, yeah, this offense is really complex. It takes a year to a year and a half for a quarterback to fully get a grasp of that. Yeah, I think at some point you have to say, maybe we do simplify this thing because mm-hmm. uh, that is not conducive to being successful. You're essentially eliminating most of the quarterbacks off your roster as being competent players in your scheme deuce yeah. hogan leaves um there there's a lot of kind of interesting things out there but the the one i kind of heard the most is it you know he, he's a great player great athlete great skill set wasn't picking up the offense as quickly mm-hmm. um kirk even said about joey who uh is going to be the the cinderella of this offseason because everyone <laughs> wants to to have the guy right i mean it's gonna be yeah. me talking about joey the whole freaking offseason. i can't wait for it um mm-hmm. Next year it'll be Carson May. Next year it'll be Mark. I mean, it just—it's never going to stop. July will finds a guy, yeah. uh, but we're going to talk about that too. But Kirk also said Joey has Joey's great when he has to improvise, but he still doesn't know the offense. Yeah, figure out a way to make the offense easier so these guys can learn it, so we can play the best player at the right time. It's just—it's frustrating yeah. as heck. All right, you all I need to pause the conversation because I need to remind you that if you did set any New Year's resolutions and those resolutions had anything to do with getting fit or eating healthy, then you need to include Built Bar into your plans. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. And it makes it so easy to stick to your resolution because it tastes so freaking good, you're gonna want to eat it, unlike those other protein bars, which can be chalky, waxy, or taste like a chemical spill. You wanna eat healthy, but it gets boring, so why not try yourself up, get yourself and try a built Bar that is covered in 100% real chocolate. All these built Bars, or most of them I should say, have 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, only 4 net carbs, plus 17 grams of protein. That's phenomenal. You can't get that anywhere else. Plus, they are so phenomenal tasting. You're going to want to eat these on a daily basis just like I do every single day. So go to built.com. That's B-U-I-L-T.com. And use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. And you'll get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. And hey, Hawkeye fans, this is your host, Andrew Wade, with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use the promo code SCORE and you'll actually get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back on your first fill up. Don't pay full price the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code score that's s-c-o-r-e to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to three hundred dollars a month in cash back and there's no catch the cash back gets added right to your account you can cash out at any time to your bank account paypal or even an e-gift card for amazon and other brands just download the free get upside app and use the promo code score to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank that's code score for fifty cents per gallon cash back on your first tank at Get Upside. And again, thank you all for making the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast your first listen every single day. You can find the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast for free wherever you get podcasts at, and also on YouTube by searching Locked On Hawkeyes.
1: And that's part of the reason, you know, why CJ didn't play till you know really when he did, right? I mean, when you think about it, um, that actually you know, makes
0: sense. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> i mean jake
1: again i mean again jake was a solid quarterback right um you know i'm sure if jake was a quarterback for uh, hawkeyes this year right you know the team might be might be different right but you know that said right he was a very conservative guy right and um you know didn't really make the splash plays um you know that you're really hoping for the quarterback position but he knew the offense right he really knew it like the back of his hand you know he could tell um you know any play anybody in field right what they had on certain plays right um and you know coaches were comfortable with that right and you know cj again he was still learning right he had a pretty good grasp on the offense but nowhere near as much as as jake did and um you obviously saw right when cj you know got his opportunity i mean there's a lot of times where you know or plays got improvised or, yeah. uh, you know, we made a check to a play, you know, that didn't exist. Right. I mean, one play <laughs> that, that comes to mind, I mean, we were playing, we were playing Nebraska in 2016 on the play Akram scores on like that seven, like the long touchdown run, CJ checked into a play that wasn't really, we didn't, that wasn't even in the playbook, checked into a play that wasn't in the playbook. We got guys going two different ways and it <laughs> ends up working out anyway. So like, um, know i really want to go back
0: and watch that now i really (laughs) want to go back and watch that play
1: (laughs) like because you got like guys like you got like tight ends like it's a it's a slant play to the left right and you got like our tight ends on the right side are like blocking out to the right um you know the slant plays going to the left so i again it's a weird weird play right and and it ends up working out so um and that would never obviously have happened with with jake right and he knew every single audible um, that we possibly had, but I mean, obviously that was just like brain fart by CJ at that point. But I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's times when you feel like the offense is just, I feel like it's just too complicated, um, you know, at times, um, and simplifying it down, um, especially in the passing game and, uh, would really, really help I feel like the quarterbacks quite a bit.
0: Yeah. Do you, um, so under, cause you were under O'Keefe, right? O'Keefe was uh,
1: coach Davis, coach, coach Davis. Davis. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Under Coach Davis, do you feel like the offense is mostly based off of Kirk's principles? So I guess uh, one of the questions I oftentimes get is, or, well, mostly I get Brian Ferentz is terrible, and then I try to explain that I don't think it's all entirely Brian Ferentz. Um, How much of this offensive scheme is, is Kirk versus the offensive coordinator playing within Kirk's scheme? I, we've seen Brian incorporate some interesting things, but I can only imagine that uh, he had to bang the table about 500 times to get Kirk to be like, "Let's add the Wildcat," uh, which, mm. which is an interesting. I don't find overly effective most of the time, especially if we're never going to throw out of it. But that's a whole another rant for a whole nother day. Yeah. Uh, getting back to my main point, how much of this is Kirk versus the offensive coordinators?
1: You know, um, when you, I know for a fact the run game is all is all Kirk's. I mean, you look at any time from the run game, you look at plays from this year. You look at plays from, you know, 2015, you look at plays from, you know, 2004, all the run game was pretty much the exact same, right? Yeah. You could, you could, I could go back, we could watch any clip from, you know, back then, right? Any run game, any run play, and I could be like, okay, you know, that's such and such run, or, you know, that's such and such run, right? I mean, that's basically the same, right? um You know, as far as a passing game, right? I don't, I don't, I don't really know the ins and outs as much. Um, you know, as a running back, you know, I had a pretty good gas on the pass game and what each position had to do on certain plays, but, you know, I didn't know the exact ins and outs. So, uh, I think that some, maybe some of the parts where I think the coordinators might have a little bit more, you know, flexibility. I mean, I know that coach parents is an offensive guy, um, but I mean, he's an offensive line guy, right? So he's going to be a lot more in tune, right? With the run game than he would be a pass game. Um, yep. but um, I feel like that is a good point right? I do feel like the coordinators do play into uh, part of, you know, Coach Ferentz's system um, for the most part. I mean, granted, right, Coach Davis came from, um, you know, he was a Texas coordinator for a long time. Obviously, we weren't running the type of things that yeah. um, that those guys could run. I see. We didn't have the type of athletes that those guys. We, had we
0: didn't either. have a Vince Young. <laughs> <Weird.
1: Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> right. We didn't have the type of athletes that those guys had either. Right. So, you know, we're, we're going to be limited in, in in that type of, um, you know, space for sure. But, you know, obviously you look at you compare, you know, the Texas, his Texas offense to the Iowa offense. Right. They obviously look like two different offenses. And I'm sure, um, you know, Coach Davis's philosophies probably, you know, hadn't changed drastically between those times. Right. It's probably just dealing with the personnel that uh, he had and, you know, really the type of offense and style that Coach Ferris, you know, really wants to run. So.
0: All right, y'all, one last pause because this is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours, but on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. And with NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And for the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked. That's right. Head over to netsuite.com locked, L-O-C-K-E-D, for the special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That's netsuite.com slash locked. Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah. So then going into, I think this, this question will be pretty, we have two questions left. Uh, Mm -hmm. my legitimate, this is from Brandon Walker. My legitimate question is, will KF make a decision at quarterback for 2022 early enough to allow other guys to transfer? Um, I I think we could both speculate on this. I'm going to say, no, it sounds like Kirk wants to have a quarterback battle. I mean, it sounds like he's very okay. Going into, uh, the offseason with the quarterback battle. I think you also have to look at the fact that Iowa only has three scholarship quarterbacks on their roster mm-hmm. they don't want to go into spring ball with two scholarship quarterbacks i don't think kirk is going to intentionally hurt a guy's opportunities but mm-hmm. i also don't think he's uh in- incapable of being selfish I-, I think that that's for the for the betterment of the football team you want all the quarterbacks there i want to get your thoughts on that
1: yeah um you know i feel like it it sometimes i guess it depends i mean again i keep coming back to like the, like when i was there in 2014 right um you know they made that jake, decision spring ball. yeah jake was i mean jake was the quarterback um basically right the entire year right we go through you know, obviously didn't have the season we wanted we go through bowl prep and you know we decided to make the decision that we're gonna end up you know end up moving to cj um you know moving forward and i know he had put I think he like let those guys know he let like Jake know like moving forward I think like pretty much like we're almost right after that game because like, it was pretty soon it was like yeah we're going to be going with CJ um you know really moving forward and I'm pretty sure like he had put out like uh or like I would put out like a, a first look depth chart or something like that of like yep. what the new year was going to look like going into spring ball and I think he did that early just to let never know like hey CJ is going to be the guy um, moving forward. And, you know, obviously, you know, Jake was going to be a senior at that point. So, you know, he gave himself time to go ahead and transfer, um, put his name out there. And, you know, lo and behold, end up, you know, working his way out to Michigan. Um, But.
0: it managed to have an NFL career too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And and it helped him. Yeah. I mean, it it, it really did. It really did help him have an NFL career. Because, I mean, again, Jake had a fantastic year that last year um you know at michigan so um it, it i think it really just depends you know how strongly uh coach variance and the offensive staff feels about their quarterbacks you know moving forward right i mean i mean who knows right i mean they could come out tomorrow and be like hey we're going with we're going with joey right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> moving forward right and you know we'll just you know deal with that deal with the rest later which i may not appreciate that's not gonna happen but you know yeah. um I mean, I felt I know str- at that point in time, they felt really strongly about, um, you know, CJ and, you know, his future as our quarterback. And I don't know that they feel that way really with any of the guys, you know, right now. So, you know, they probably do let it go into the spring, let it be a competition. Um, but, you know, I don't know if, you know, if either of the guys were going to want to deal with that. I mean, obviously, it seems like Spencer's kind of, he, he has it, um, you know, really until you know, something says otherwise. So, you know, Alex yeah. is obviously in a, in a weird spot uh, right now where, you know, he might be thinking about, like, am I going to be able to get over, you know, this hump of Spencer, um, you know, who seems to have a longer leash than I do. Um, so, you know, he could decide to transfer out. Who knows, right? But yeah. um, I think this year, knowing this position, no one's really taking it, taking the bull by the horn. So it is something that's going to have to be a – uh decision that's going to be made, you know, kind of throughout spring ball and then fall camp. Um, So yeah, it'll, it'll be really
0: interesting to see what Alex does. I, I personally, if I were Alex, I think I would be gone unless I got a true reassurance that I am the starter going forward or that I am the starter and I have to lose my job to not be the starter. I I just um, as a, if I were in that trying to put myself in those shoes, And I got the opportunity to start. I felt like I played pretty well against Northwestern. I felt like against Minnesota and Nebraska, maybe there were some issues I had, but uh, you could also look back at Spencer his first year and he had very similar issues. Um, But then they go right back to Spencer. Uh, I would be looking at possibly transferring that. That would just be me. Um, Whatever happens. I wish every player the best uh, with, with what they do, but it's, It'll be really interesting, something we're gonna be talking about for a while. Um, I've kept you for a long time. I have my last question, and I promise I'll let you <laughs> let you go, Lashawn. Um, from Jason Cashman, he's and it's uh, cash underscore man underscore la, I think. Uh, he said, I, I don't I'm not very good with Twitter handles, man. Um, he said, let's talk quarterback development. Iowa develops linemen, kickers, tight ends, corners, safeties, basically everyone on the offense, everyone on the whole team besides wide receivers um, and quarterbacks but he said but quarterback development has always been a weakness what gives um i think yeah. you've got to quickly give out the fact that probably the offense is really difficult to to get down mm-hmm. but i'll let you kind of take it away
1: <laughs> yeah i mean that, that 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 really was i mean we answered that a little bit earlier i mean i think a big part of it is because i mean the offense is complex i mean it is it is hard to learn i mean if i brought showed you guys you know in one of my old playbooks and was like here go out here learn these plays and then go run the offense against, you know, another power five team. Right. I mean, most people aren't going to be able to grasp that, um, you know, very quickly, right? Um, even though I mean we have we've had really, really smart guys, you know, at the quarterback position. Right. I mean, I mean when I was there, I mean, all the quarterbacks that we had were really, really smart. So Wasn't like take
0: like a neuroscience major or something. Something
1: crazy, right? Yeah. yeah it was something <laughs> like that. Yeah. I mean, the guys are crazy, crazy smart. Right. So um, is it? It is a difficult playbook to learn, and I really, I, I truly do think that is a big piece of why, um, you know that 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 uh lack of you know development that you see with the quarterbacks is is a thing, um, you know, because it is hard to grasp, and you know, there's a lot of different things that are going on in every single play, right? There's a lot of checks. I mean, there's a lot of you know changing of blitz pick protections and all these different things right I mean it's really it really is uh very similar to an NFL offense and I mean it's why you know I had no problems you know picking up an NFL offense because you know Iowa stuff is very similar in the sense where there's a lot of responsibilities for different guys um so I feel like that does make it difficult for the quarterbacks though to pay fast and have the development and then you know I can't really speak on you know what their type of coaching that they're getting from, you know, quarterback coaches, right. I mean, I was there, coach Davis was the quarterback coach and the OC, Um, you know, right now, I think coach O'Keefe is the quarterback coach. So like, you know, I don't, I don't know what's going on in those rooms and um, the discussions that are being had. Um, So I can't, I can't really, I can't speak on it because, you know, frankly, I just, I just don't know. Um, But, you know, I do think that, you know, the complexity of the offense, feel like does sometimes, you know, make some of the guys just play a little bit slower. Right. They don't want to make they don't want to make the mistake, which I think is a big piece of, you know, why they play so slow um at times. Why their decision making is slow, why the passes are sometimes slow, because, again, they don't want to make they don't want to make that mistake. They don't want to throw that interception. Right. And there's so much going on with the offense that, again, they can't play um at the speed that they that they would like to.
0: Yeah. um, And I think that to add on to that uh, in college, you only have so much time that you're allowed with your coaches. And if you're spending that time installing a playbook and helping them understand the reads they're supposed to be going through and what they're supposed to be mentally processing as a quarterback, you can't spend as much time on fundamentals. That's Mm -hmm. how a Tim Tebow gets out of Florida and still throws with his arm all in a weird spot and has like a whole windup going to it. That's why Nate Stanley was working with Tony Racciopi. That's why Spencer Petrus is working with Tony Racciopi. That's why Alex Padilla works with Tim Jenkins of Jenkins elite out here in Denver. Um, that's, that's, that's a lot of it. I feel like too, like when you're talking about how complex the offense is now you're spending your first year and a half teaching these guys how to run the offense. You don't even get a chance to really work on some of these other fundamentals as much as mm-hmm. maybe you could in, in another system. So uh, I think that was a, a great, great response to that. Um, do you have three extra minutes?
1: Yeah, 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 okay. yeah,
0: I wanna play a quick game with you. I wanna have you guess the major of Iowa quarterbacks. I just looked them all up real quick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right, all right.
0: So, so we're gonna, I'm gonna give you the major and I wanna let you see if you can guess which quarterback it is. We're gonna go back to the uh, the Ricky Stanzi era. So it's gonna be Ricky, uh, James Vandenberg, uh CJ, Jake, nate and we'll even throw in uh spencer here all right Jeez. <laughs> yeah i know I'm all right, right. <laughs> all right get guess these majors all right guess these quarterbacks so um who was the interdepartmental studies otherwise known as business major
1: business major Hmm. cj
0: uh no that was uh that was ricky actually. Yeah,
1: I was going to say, I was, that was, that was, that was literally my second guess. I was going to say it was either CJ or Ricky. I was like, those two are definitely like business guys.
0: <laughs> yeah. You're going to love, uh, okay. You're, you're, I'll just give you this one. Then, uh, who was leisure studies major?
1: Oh, that's gotta be CJ.
0: Yep. Yeah. It was... <laughs> I was like, you're too on this one. That was too easy. <laughs> um, all right. Human physiology.
1: Is,
0: um Nate? Uh, no. Wow. You are, but I will say you are, uh, you're close with these ones. So that, that was actually James Vanderburg. James, James. Yeah. All right. Mm. Um, microbiology.
1: Oh, that's got to be Jake.
0: Yeah, that was definitely Jake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's got to be Jake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I have
0: another <laughs> interdepartmental studies major.
1: Interdepartmental, okay. Basically, business. Yeah. Mm, Spencer.
0: Ah, uh, yep, that was a good call. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I'm actually gonna throw Alex into this one as well. We have okay. two left. Uh, we have neuroscience major.
1: Oh, that's got to be Nate.
0: Uh, that is Alex. Really? Alex is a neuroscience major she's
1: smart guy yeah <laughs>
0: all right the final one physical therapy
1: okay so then that's neat
0: yeah huh. yeah so physical therapy <laughs> human physiology is like wow you were like you're yeah. getting the right guy just like slightly slightly, <laughs> just slightly off yeah yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, that's funny <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy because it mean like uh yeah i mean you just kind of like know the guys and you're like oh, i mean i feel like i could see him doing that for sure yeah for sure um <laughs> but the leisure studies one with cj cracks me up because there's no one cj i'm like oh yeah that actually makes that makes a ton of sense yeah, yeah
0: i don't yeah. i don't know cj personally but it's like getting the vibe he gives off during like press conferences or even <laughs> on the field i'm like you came here you're like i'm gonna play football and i'm gonna major <laughs> in this let's be honest uh kind of a a not bogus but one of the easier majors <laughs> at Iowa like I have friends who would die they studied leisure and sports me- recreation like one of the easier majors and I'm hopefully going to make it to the NFL and if not then I'll I'll figure it out after that <laughs> right like that's, yeah that's the vibe I got from CJ
1: that's hilarious
0: <laughs> oh man um well LaShawn I I appreciate this is a lot longer episode than normal but I appreciate you taking the time to to talk to us today appreciate all mm-hmm. of your fantastic insight um you have been an amazing member of this show, this whole <laughs> season. Hopefully, we can have you back on <laughs> next year as well, my man. Uh, any last words for let you go for for the next eight months?
1: No, no, just excited for twenty twenty two and what the the year brings for both myself and the Hawks. So, um, without further ado, go Hawks and see you all next time.
0: Hell yeah, man! Well, I appreciate you a, a lot, Lashawn. Uh, have a fantastic uh, eight months. We'll talk. We'll talk soon. And uh, as always, like you said, let's go Hawks.